Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second bonus episode of Independent Thought. I am your host, Desmond Price. As I was saying, when we last were with each other, which was only a couple days ago, I was not sure whether or not to have this conversation uh, about the concentration camps be all one episode or if it was a good idea to break it into two. So since this is more or less a trial run, I am hoping that you, the people listening to this podcast, will reach out to me on Instagram. Tell me, should this have been all one episode or did you like the fact that it was broken into two different segments? I am very interested in hearing all of your opinions. After this quick little break, we're going to jump right into the second half of that conversation. But before we do that, I would just ask that for those of you who have not already, uh, please, if you can, if you're listening to this on Apple or on an Apple device, on an iPhone or an iPad, could you leave me a five-star rating underneath in the little area where you can leave ratings at? I would greatly appreciate it. The last time I checked, I had 69 ratings. So if I got to 70 after this, I would be very enthused. My enthusiasm would go through the roof that is not actually existing. Well, I guess there is a roof over me. That's besides the question. Getting off topic here. I would appreciate a five-star rating from anyone who would so deem me worthy of said five-star rating. I would love to get to 70 ratings. Um after this episode would come out so with all that being said uh, let's just get right into the rest of the episode Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005 We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the luck. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Thank you for everyone who is tuning into this 
bonus episode of Independent Thought. I, again, I apologize for those who are probably a little confused about the format this week, about why I have the episode kind of split into two, but I was trying to keep the episodes from being too long. So here we are with the second half of the conversation that I began in the episode China's concentration camps. And for those who are finding this episode first, part one of this discussion is in that episode. So go back and check out that episode, please. And thank you. So where we left off with this conversation was that I was explaining that there are 75 indications of religious extremism that China is using to program into their predictive policing system, which allows them to figure out who exactly is going into their concentration camps. So the question then becomes, what exactly is going on in these camps? Let's give a little bit of like context to the camps themselves for a second here. In Zhongyang, there are 12 million approximately 12 million Uyghurs who live in this area. Of that 12 million, 1 million of them, I'm sorry, over 1 million of them, the exact numbers are not entirely known from the various reporting, uh, over 1 million of them are in concentration camps currently that we know of as of today. And as I said on the previous episode, the reporting that I'm referencing for this episode, I found uh, through last week tonight, The Economist, the BBC, and Fox News. So please uh, check out those resources for this information and more. And also do your own research when it comes to this subject. There's plenty of it out there, thankfully, as more and more um, outlets are now digging into what exactly is going on in China, because everyone should. Everyone should, you know, the Holocaust is a dark time in global history. Slavery in any nation is a dark time in any nation's history. Those things are happening today, not in theory, in actuality. They are happening today over in China. And if you ever thought to yourself, what would you have done during the Holocaust or during a times of slavery, how would you have reacted to what was going on? That moment is now because everyone I feel like needs to know more about this story, needs to know what is happening over in China right now. So we're gonna break down exactly what's happening in these camps and what, you know, what exactly is the US response and what is what can we personally do about it? So some of the reasons why people are going into these camps. Some of those reasons include fasting, owning dumbbells, storing too much food, growing a beard, and applying for a passport. That is five of the 75 indications of religious extremism, according to the Chinese Communist Party, if that gives you any kind of indication about how little that the Communist Party is actually looking for in order to throw people into these camps. So 
what is basically happening here, you know, to date, this is the largest internment of people on the basis of religion since the Holocaust. That is what's happening in Zhangyang right now. You know, some of the reports that are coming out of what happens in these camps are basically coming from the survivors, the people who were able to get out and speak to independent journalists uh, from nations like our own, from the UK, from Australia, from various other nations who are trying to unearth what's happening here, which has basically all happened in the last like couple of years that journalists have been really trying to get over to Zhang Yang and to just see if people can't get out and just tell their stories. And some of the people who have gotten out um, would tell their stories. And apparently Uyghur women inside these camps are, I'm sorry, let me, let me, let me stop before I get there. The first thing that you need to know is that when they first get to these camps, everyone is uh, forced to denounce Islam. They are forced to uh, denounce Islam and they are then uh, taught the glories of the Chinese Communist Party. And they have to accept that the Chinese Communist Party and the way that they rule government is the most like, important way that they could, that a country can be run. And then after that, uh, Uyghur women, uh, if they come in pregnant, are forced to have abortions. And a lot of them are sterilized after that. And I, I honestly didn't even, it's, it's hard for me even to report this, honestly. I, I have a bunch of facts written in front of me on paper, and it's just, it's really uncomfortable for me to even read this stuff. I, I cannot believe that this is happening right now and that, you know, there really isn't too much of a way to stop what China's doing because of basically how powerful of a nation they are. But knowledge is the first way. Uh, so that's why I'm trying to bring this to you right now. So not only are women being forced to have abortions and being sterilized, but they are also abused in multiple other ways. Uh, some women uh, were able to make it out of the camps, would tell accounts about how they were only given two minutes to use the bathroom for any reason, for any reason. And at any moments that they use the bathroom for longer than two minutes, they were actually electrified and beaten with electric batons. And after the attacker was finished beating them for however long they felt the need to, the woman who got attacked uh, would always have to look up and say, thank you, teacher, I will not be late again. And they had to say that to the attacker or else the attacker would attack them again. Now, unfortunately, while a lot of, um, while a lot of journalists have been doing endless amounts of uh, research into what's going on here, uh, we haven't been able to get tons of information about what's going on. But what we do know is that a lot of Uyghurs have, have currently been sent out into cotton fields. And this sounds familiar for those of us who are familiar with American slavery. But as of right now, we know that just from kind of visual images, that over 300,000 Uyghurs have been sent into cotton fields. And from reports from inside uh, these cotton fields, apparently, uh, if any Uyghur is ever considered lazy, they are, quote unquote, taught the glory of work. And for those who don't know, China's cotton crop 
currently makes up 20% of the global supply of cotton. So a lot of times when you're seeing shirts or pants or what have you that are made in China right now and are made out of cotton, there's a really strong chance that that cotton was picked with slave labor. And unfortunately, it's not just China that's been complicit in these factories because American companies are also known to have factories in Zhongyang. Most notably is Nike, who apparently when they found out about these camps, shut down all of their factories in that, in that area of China. But, you know, reports came out later saying that once factories were shut down in that area of China, that they would just ship Uyghurs out of that area of China and send them into other areas of China to continue doing forced slave labor. And these people were transported in and off trains with bags over their head, kind of like images that you would have seen from a Holocaust movie. It is just unbearable to see some of the images that I had to see in order to kind of like bring this information. I can I cannot imagine what is happening to I mean I cannot imagine the horrors these people are facing right now it's hard enough even talking about it but I think more notably what's happening uh, as far as forced labor is concerned how you can kind of directly affect it to what's going on here in America right now is that we are now learning that a huge majority of those blue paper face masks that everyone's wearing that those masks are being made in Uyghur factories right now where people are forced to make those factories for 14 to 16 hours a day with absolutely no pay. And again, being tortured in all the ways that you probably assume that they're being tortured. Now the US has claimed that they are somewhat aware of what's going on. In June of last year, um, Congress passed legislation acknowledging and condemning, for whatever that's worth, what's happening in China. Um, but apparently, according to uh, sources within the White House, when Trump, when I'm sorry, Freudian slip there, uh, when Donald Trump and Xi Jinping spoke on the phone about this, Trump reportedly told Xi to go ahead and continue to build the camps because it's quote unquote the right thing to do. Now, I'm sure President Trump would, you know, um, would deny that claim. Uh, it is just a claim, so we don't know that he actually said that. But we do know for sure that what his Secretary of State said. As Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State underneath the Trump administration, was about to leave office, the very last thing that he did was declared that China was in fact committing genocide. And now this is a pretty big deal in the sense that it is our country leveling the fact that 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 China is in fact, you know, committing genocide on this on this level, which, you know, is kind of us telling the entire world that these accusations that all these journalists are bringing forth, that the reporting being done is now being verified by our government and saying that we are in fact acknowledging the fact that China is doing this. Not that it's might be doing this, but that we do believe that 100% that they are committing these crimes. And so what has China's been, how, what has their response been to the allegations of what's going on in these camps right now? 
Well, China, while acknowledging that these camps exist, they deny that anyone is being forced there. They deny that anyone's being tortured. They deny basically everything that's happening inside of these camps. And when state officials have been asked by journalists of other countries, they are always quick to throw out whataboutisms, especially to American journalists, where they say that America has no business talking about what's happening in China because of America's gruesome history with slavery or because of America's uh, Japanese internment camps or that Americans have eradicated Native Americans throughout our like history or that more notably, more currently, I, I'm sorry, not more notably, more currently, 400,000 people have died from coronavirus, which I thought was especially ironic. But that has been the Chinese government's response to whenever American journalists ask them about these camps. So they are in full denial mode. So here's the real question. With all this information that you now have between this last episode and this episode, what can you do about it? Well, for starters, you can share this information, whether you're sharing my podcast or sharing a video of uh, someone else who's talking about this. I highly recommend John Oliver's piece that he did on this last year uh, or some kind of article that you see or even something as simple as someone who posted about it on Instagram. Share this information because you know, there are a lot of times where sharing a meme or sharing a post or writing something online isn't really that great of activism. But in this particular case, sharing this information is incredibly key because there are still too many people in our country and around the world who do not know what's happening in China right now. Please share this information. I am completely okay with you sharing my podcast, but I also strongly encourage sharing anyone who's done reporting on this. Also, we can be aware of what we're buying. Because at the end of the day, this really comes down to money. China is able to get away with this because they are such an economic powerhouse that so many countries and so many companies are afraid to kind of stand up to them because of the economic implications. And that is a terrible thing to say, but it's unfortunately the truth that we are currently living in. In fact, there are reports from several journalists who believe that the reason why the Chinese Communist Party is so hell-bent on, you know, just kind of attacking this area of China is because of what their economic plans are for the future. For those of you who do not know, China is building what they're referring to as their new Silk Road. They're building uh, interstates and high-speed rails that are connecting China to 70 plus other countries across Europe and Asia and Africa. And all of these roads lead back to China and they lead back to China through the Zhengyang province. And so it is the belief that China is apparently trying to quote unquote, uh, fix their Muslim issue by eradicating this religion from this area of China, which will be the entryway to the rest of the world through their new Silk Road. So I think it can be imperative on all of us to kind of be more cognizant of what we are buying because 
we are essentially, you know, indirectly, not knowingly supporting this regime to continue the oppression that it is committing. And while a few of us can't change the world by stopping buying things, that is how trends can start. As long as we can start somewhere, it can grow into something else. Now, there are other issues happening in China right now. China, I, honestly, I could probably spend the next five to 10 episodes exclusively talking about them because their civil rights violations, unfortunately, do not end with concentration camps. Whether it's the protests that were happening in Hong Kong or them basically turning the rest of their country into this, it's not quite the police state that uh, Zhang Yang is, but a lot of the rest of China is also in a really advanced surveillance state. Their censorship they have of their internet, um, basically have a rewritten history in all of their schools. Whenever when anyone speaks out about the Chinese Communist Party, people have been known to be abducted or never seen again or thrown into jail without any due process. China is a living hell for the for the Chinese people in that country. The Chinese Communist Party, their government, is maybe the most brutal authoritarian nation, you know, like in the world currently. There is a lot to talk about with China. And I unfortunately was not able to get to all of it today. I don't even know that I got to all of the information about the internment camps, about the concentration camps. So with that being said, just be careful of the things that you are purchasing when it comes to China. And also the most important thing is don't be silent about this issue. You know, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. I felt that it was imperative for me to use my platform to speak about this issue as somebody who grew up reading about the Holocaust, about slavery, when I heard about this issue, I just knew that even though I have a relatively small podcast, I needed to get this information out to all of you who listen. So to those who have spent the time listening to all of this episode and all of the previous episode, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to all this information. Uh, please do share it. Do not be silent. Thank you for listening. I will see you all for the next episode of Independent Thought. Until then, don't be silent.